We're back. The Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017 The Hammer. Com. Over to our Hammerhead hotline we go, and uh, we bring in our good buddy Tom Dean Hart from GoldenBlack.com. Um, he has got you covered from training camp. I mean, he just done, does a fantastic job over there, man. Get, go get the subscription. Go follow his stuff because he's unbelievable. Tom, always great to have you on the show, buddy. Um, you know, before we get into, um, into Purdue football, you were actually out at that West Side game with Brian Newbert. Uh, nobody came up and said hi to me in the box, but that's okay. I thought we were all friends. Um, but, uh, no, you guys went out there to watch him. Um, Mo Mata Day, uh, obviously a guy that uh, could be a Purdue Boilermaker if he wants to be. Uh, what did you think of that performance uh, against Jeff, and uh, where do you think we stand at right now on uh, bringing in that guy to play uh, tackle over here at Purdue? Jared, VIPs only in that. Gordon buddy. <laughs> no, I know what it is. They didn't. They didn't have any food up there. That's what it is. You guys be up there with food. That's for sure. If, if, if there had been some Brunos or Anis up there, you know I'd have been up there for sure, locking uh-huh. the door. But uh, yeah, fun night, man. I love high school football. It's a great time of year, and boy, just the fact those two schools have played four years in a row is hard to believe. Of course, the series ends two and two. Yeah, Mo looked good. You know, he had a. I think it was uh, maybe in the third quarter. Jeff had a fake punt, mm-hmm. trying to generate some uh, some momentum, and and Big Mo was the guy who came up and sort of snuffed it out well short of the first down. Um, he's impressive, Jared. You know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, your mom could be sitting up in the stands and she could pick him out as the special player. It's, it's obvious he's a he's just a different dude out there physically. I mean, he's a full grown man, looks like a Big Ten player now, and uh, you know, Jeff Jeff certainly tried to avoid him running away from him and double-teaming him, but he still had an impact here. He played a lot of different spots. You know, he was a defensive tackle. He was a linebacker. He lined up on the edge of the line, and offensively, we saw him at guard and, and then tackle. So Westside certainly tried to utilize him in a lot of different ways. So, well, I'm like you. I'd love to see him in an old golden black here. We'll see where it all goes. It doesn't seem to be like there's a lot of urgency there for Big Mo to make a decision. So, Sounds like we're all going to have to be patient. We'll see what happens. Let's shift gears over to uh, Purdue camp is, uh, you know, wrapped up. And, look, I know we were able to see a, a few things, uh, but we really haven't seen anything, what, like last week or two. And uh, it's just been nothing but talking to coaches and, and talking to players. So, listen, I know you got birdies, man. I know you got people uh, chirping in your ear about things. So, uh, on the whole, what would you think about camp? I know they also had a couple of scrimmages, too, so... Um, you know, is Purdue happy or should Purdue ha- be happy with uh, the way this uh, camp season has gone for them? Yeah, it sounds like it was a mixed bag. There's always good and there's always bad, right? Ten practices in the books. Two scrimmages, of course, the second scrimmage you referenced was last Saturday in Rossade Stadium, and we, we talked to Coach Brom afterward on the field. And, you know, it was the day the defense honestly didn't look good, Jared. He, he said, uh, Jeff Brom said the defense had, quote, mental bust that led to some big plays that allowed the offense to sort of win the day, if you will, last Saturday. Um, conversely, in the first scrimmage, it was the defense that really had the the, 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 the better of the day. So I guess you score 1-1 offense, defense. Um, yeah, so, you know, you never really know. You get tired of playing yourself, hitting yourself, scrimmage against yourself. You want to see what you're like and measure yourself against somebody else. We're not going to find that out for another 10 days or so. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm eager. I've got my fair share of questions like a lot of fans. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the defense, Jared. 
Um, I think there's a lot of potential there. I'm really eager to see the new aggressive style again where they're getting after the offenses. And I love some of the new players, OC brothers. I want to see uh, the, the continued maturation of Jalen Graham. And, of course, number five, Jared, big George Karloftis today named preseason second team AP All-American. He looks like he's torqued up and ready for a huge season. And, of course, my friend, we all still wait, watch, and wonder who's going to be the quarterback when Oregon <laughs> State visits on September 4th. My opinion, um, I'm leaning toward Jack Plummer, number 13. Yeah, it seems like it. What they've already got him on the watch list. I know a lot of the preseason prognosticators thought that that was going to be the thing. And I know we had talked about the possibility of O'Connell and Burton possibly uh, making a uh, making a run at it, but it always seemed like it was going to be his uh, to lose unless one of those other two guys in O'Connell and or, or Burton just did something so spectacular that they would take it away from him. But um, you know, I, we we knew what Aiden O'Connell was. Kind of, kind of waiting to see what Burton was going to be, but obviously not wowing it so much to it makes the coaching staff go, okay, well, hold on a second here, maybe we need to rethink what we're going to do here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's, it's time for Jack Plummer to seize command of that job and command of that offense. He's a redshirt junior. This is his fourth year on campus. He's made, I believe, nine career starts and. Uh, He's the best combination, Jared, of A, experience, B, arm, and C, mobility. And time and again this offseason during camp, Jeff Rahm has talked about his willingness and the need for the quarterback to be involved in the rushing game. Just to give it another dimension, just to make defenses have to respect the quarterback run. And again, um, Plummer's able to do that despite being six foot five, 220 pounds. So, I think uh, I'll be mildly surprised if he doesn't take the first snap against Oregon State. Now, I'm going to say this too, Jared. I wouldn't be shocked that maybe we see a couple quarterbacks. And, and Jeff Brom, Brian and Brom have made it known they're always comfortable playing two quarterbacks if they think that's necessary. They did it back at Western Kentucky. They know Aiden O'Connell can run this offense. And for that matter, Austin Burton, they feel very confident in him, even though he's never taken a snap at Purdue. So they've got plenty of options under center. But I think in the end, it's going to be uh, Jack Plummer. But again, I wouldn't be shocked if there isn't a package for, for Aiden O'Connell. Who knows, maybe even Austin Burton at some point. We're talking with Tom Deanhart of goldandblack.com here on the Hammerhead Hotline. Getting Demarcus Mitchell cleared to go here. Uh, put that in perspective for me. Just how big is that for the defense? Huge. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's massive, man. That's my best Donald Trump impersonation for you. Wow. You know, you got you got to have him off the edge with George Karloftis. He's a freak, Jared. I mean, we just Saturday we're waiting for the scrimmage to end, waiting outside the stadium on one of the gates, and here comes here comes this football player jogging up, jogging up toward the locker room. He's got his shirt off, and man, it was Demarcus Mitchell. You talk about a Greek god, and and we we've seen him on the field last year, and he's productive. He plays at a high speed. He's very intense, and he goes and finds the football. So I think he may be a pro. Carl Office is a pro. you got two good players off your edge. So he's just got to keep himself healthy and watch his body to stay on the field. So, again, good starting point for that defense. Going to work out of a 4-3 base. Again, Demarcus Mitchell is your Leo, sort of a hybrid linebacker defensive end. 
Carl Loftus is your traditional hand of the dirt defensive end. And again, uh, those are two guys that can pin their ears back and go get the football, and that's what this defense needs. You can't call him the Greek god when you've got Carl Loftus, an actual Greek, on the other side. You can't do that. <laughs> that's true. He's a god in his own right. This is why we can't put you in the marketing department, buddy. You don't think of these things. I know. That's, that's a good problem to have. they got to come up with another nickname for another spelled off the edge, right? Yeah. Well, here's my and here's my last thing that I wanted to ask you about, because special teams have, look, I'm going to be honest, they've been a disaster, right? They've not been good. you got an Aussie punter coming in here. I, it, I know there's been a little bit renewed. Abram even talked about spending more time working on special teams. So, um, I don't know, what's the gist you're getting from that unit? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying the right things. I, I get the sense kicking has, has had its goods and bads like like every other unit been some inconsistencies there with the kicking and punting but overall i get the sense that coach brahm has been relatively pleased with how the kicking's progressed again like you said jack ansel the 23 year old australian true freshman is expected to win the punting job brings that aussie style where you sort of have a rolling punting pocket he's going to punt on the move sort of line drive type punts that tend to roll down the field here. There's quite a few Australian punters in the college ranks now. The Big Ten at four or five last year. So Purdue has joined the Aussie punting ranks. And then the kicker, Mitchell Finrun from Samford, uh, an FCS school in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, he, he's, he's the heavy favorite to win that job. Um, you know, uh, Ben Freehill, a transfer from Oklahoma State, is pushing him a little bit. And then J.D. Dellinger's little brother, Edward Dellinger, is probably your number three kicker. So, you know, Mitchell Finwin has kicked in a lot of games, so it's not going to be new to him. But you're right. Overall, last year, special teams left something to be desired. They can't be a liability, Jared. they got to at least hold their weight, make their plays, not give up big plays in the return game, and get their fair share of big kick returns. And, of course, have some consistency when it comes to kicking and punting the football. Tom Deanhart at GoldenBlack.com. Again, go read his stuff that he's got over there at Golden Black. Uh, he's got a great seven things he learned during training camp article that, if you haven't checked out, does a great job of breaking all of this stuff down. Uh, him along with uh, Brian breaking down the uh, Purdue recruits and how they're performing week in and week out in the, in the high school ranks, too. Uh, you know, I, I hear uh, you know, Brady Al did pretty darn good beating Columbus North uh, on uh, Friday. That's, uh, that's huge for that program. Yeah, nice win. They're a 3A school, Gibson Southern. Yep. Way down there in southwest Indiana, they're going to be a heavily favored team to, to make a deep run in the tournament. Who knows, Jerry? I was thinking about this last Friday night. Maybe at some point we get a west side Gibson Southern playoff game. How about that, maybe? Oh, We had him on. I said, how about that? And he says, let's just call it now. I said, all right, here we go. <laughs> He's calling it right now. So watch out for Gibson Southern out of the Pocket Conference, which is probably one of my favorite named conferences yeah. in the state, the Pocket yeah. Um, yeah, if you get a quarterback from the pocket, I mean, that just seems like that fits perfectly. <laughs> Tom Deanhart, everybody. Always a pleasure, my friend. Love having you on. Uh, I'm just so excited for football season, man. I'm ready to tee it up. Who do you have this Saturday, by the way? Nebraska and Illinois. Go ahead and give me a prediction real quick. Oh, I know. What a fun game. You know what? I'm going to say the Illini, the Illini are going to protect their turf, and you got a close win in the fourth quarter. Just to add to Scott Frost's big pile of misery. It's 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 Brett Bielma versus Scott Frost. Fun is subjective in that uh, in that sense, my friend. But yes, I I I I, I just paid to watch those two guys wrestle for five minutes. <laughs>
Uh, I pay good money for that. It'd be better than these YouTubers fighting uh, MMA guys or whatever. But hey, you know, that's just me. I'm getting old. Tom Dean Hart, buddy, uh, always a pleasure. We'll talk with you again real soon, all right? Be good, Jared. Take care, bud. All right, we got a break. We'll come back. Hey, I got more Hammer Down show for you coming up next on 1017 The Hammer and 1017.